Hello and welcome back, and more importantly, Happy New Year. Today is January 3rd, 2021, and the topic of the first 2021 episode is post-holiday blues and the infamous New Year's resolutions. Happy New Year. Yes, it is that time of year. Research shows that about 50% of adults in the United States make a New Year's resolution each year. But how many actually keep them for more than a few months, or more specifically, eight weeks? Take a guess. 10%. Yes, only 10% actually keep their resolutions for more than a few months, or maybe exactly about eight weeks, which is the average. So, why do most people make New Year's resolutions? What are some of the most common resolutions? And why do most people give up on their resolutions in a matter of eight weeks? So let's talk about the reason. Why? It is human nature to start anything new with a set of goals. We set goals when we start a new job, for example. We lay out some expectations for ourselves. Usually we set goals to achieve a certain outcome and usually our expectation is that the outcome is positive. And new year is an exciting time to set new goals. We are starting an entire year and that is usually a good milestone for most of us. A fresh start of 12 months ahead. In reality, the new year is just another point in time, a starting point, a baseline to start measuring something. These are some of the reasons on the surface why we start a new year with some resolutions. But the real reason for most resolutions go far deeper than that. If you look very closely, you can see the real reason for majority of the population is the actual resolution. Here are the top 10 resolutions. Exercise more or get in shape. Lose weight. Get organized. Learn a new skill or hobby. Live life to the fullest. Save more money or spend less money. Quit smoking. Spend more time with family and friends. Okay, so let's analyze these to help us understand why most people only keep them for eight weeks. So, the top of the list, exercise more or get in shape. This is absolutely the most common resolution listed, but the most failed at the fastest rate. True. The reason for people to pick this resolution, oftentimes year after year after year, is a sense of dissatisfaction with themselves, especially right after the holidays. So you know, I have been talking about the effects of the holidays on population health for over three months now. First came the Labor Day weekend, then the Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and then New Year. I truly believe that it all starts way before the New Year, actually. The New Year is just a time most people set for themselves to give them a free pass to fully participate in the holiday festivities 
however damaging to their health that may be. And fall behind on healthy behaviors like exercise, mindfulness, sleep hygiene, stress management, and more. All right, starts with Labor Day weekend. Well, would it really kill me to eat that burger on a processed white bun with all the toppings and additions and sides? It is only Labor Day once. One time won't kill me. Note, strike one, late September. Halloween. All the Halloween candy that I got to give away to my neighborhood kids and my own is piled up here. My quote here, cancer in a jar waiting to do its damage. But it can't go all the waste. Well, I only eat a few, then bring the rest to work or give away so that I am not tempted. It is only Halloween once a year. It sure would not kill me, right? Note, strike two, late October. Thanksgiving. Well, there is a huge turkey, which in my mind, in my opinion, is a great thing if the turkey is actually a healthy turkey without all the toxic companions. Oh, well, I can't have just turkey and vegetables. There is the stuffing and the loaded gravy and, of course, all the pies. Not, not one, not two, but we have to make four different pies, right? Now, I can't let that go to waste, can I? It is only Thanksgiving. It's only once. It will not kill me to have a treat one day a year. Note, strike three, late November. <clears throat> Pre-Christmas. Well, it starts with the shopping stress and spending money and time, falling behind exercise, sleep, stress piling up and no time to cook. So I have to grab something on the go, but what can it be? Well, a sandwich, a bagel is easy to grab and go. I don't have time to stop to eat a salad. Note, strike four, mid-December. Holiday season. People make and bring Christmas cookies and goodies, or baddies if I call them. I feel guilty. Remember the holiday guilt syndrome? So, I will have to try one cookie to be able to tell them how it was, right? It's Christmas, only once a year. One or two cookies on the holidays won't kill me, right? Strike five, late December. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, there are those special treats after Christmas dinner. I will have one, only one. Right. Uh, we are celebrating, right? I can't say no to a glass of wine while everyone's toasting. Okay, I will have one glass. 30 minutes later. Well, I can take a half a glass more. Feeling tipsy? Uh, forget what I said. How many did I have again? Oh, well, let's top it off. Before you know it, three glasses are gone, and so has your judgment with them. You grab more dessert with that coffee after dinner. At some point, you have lost track of how many servings of cookies, treats, and desserts, and pies, and other stuff you have had, but you tell yourself, it's only once, I'll be okay. Note, strike six, still late December. <clears throat> then comes New Year's Eve. 
feeling out of control and out of shape. About 98% of the population have gained about 4 to 12 pounds by now. They have gotten out of their routine of exercise, sleep, rest, and there is still more to celebrate. After all, it is New Year. At this point, this is how the conversation goes in your head. <clears throat> I feel absolutely terrible, intoxicated, puffy. The extra weight is weighing on me, both on my body and my mind. I'm going to start on New Year's Day. I will exercise more because I have to, right? And get in shape because I completely fell out of shape. But since I've already done all the damage, I may as well celebrate New Year and then start after. I will start, seriously, January 1st, whatever year. So, at a minimum, you gave yourself a pass to have one extra treat and maybe a glass of wine or whatever the alcohol of choice may be to celebrate the New Year. Note, strike seven, very late December. January 1st, whatever year, you wake up even more intoxicated and absolutely run down. Well, your resolution was to start exercising more and getting in shape. Can it wait until Monday? Okay, an extra day or two won't matter as much, will it? I will start fresh Monday. There you have it. Can you see how this can repeat year after year? Can you see why I feel that this is a population health problem? First, we treat the holidays very differently. We are made to believe that just because it is a holiday, we have a free pass to eat differently, unhealthy, mind you, something unhealthy, behave differently with respect to health, and it is ingrained in our brains that only once in a while won't kill you. I counted the strikes so you can see how that is in no way once in a while. Seven strikes in three months. That is enough to put carcinogenesis on steroids, type 1 diabetes on a roller coaster, inflammation on fire, and obesity fully loaded. It is a population health problem. And it is a problem every year and even every day. So we are trained to think that setting that resolution is going to reverse all the damage and make it all go away because this is the year. In reality, it is not the New Year's resolution that fails. It is the reason you need to make that resolution. If you did not participate in all that in those three months, or if you did participate in the celebration without the seven strikes to your health, and you would not feel the need to have a resolution to fix it, would you look ahead at a new year with a clear conscience, a clear mind, and a completely different focus? Yes, you would. Even if you decided to make a resolution at that point, it would not be because of desperation or guilt. It would be really meaningful and something you will stick to for long term or for life even. Imagine this scenario. You did not eat unhealthy things, none, not even once. 
you did not slack on exercise. In fact, you used some of the extra time you had due to holidays and long weekends to do a little extra fun activity. You did not drink alcohol to celebrate and you maintained your good judgment because of it. This is a bonus point in my mind. Because of all that, you did not stress really and did not suffer from holiday guilt syndrome. You slept well, you are rested and fully satisfied with all the choices you have made. You are excited about the new year because you really want to do something to improve at least one aspect of your life. So you think about what in your habits needs some improvement. Maybe you do not floss regularly like you should. So you vow to yourself that you are going to floss your teeth at least six out of seven nights. Maybe you leave a lot of clutter on your desk, which creates some chaos and slows you down when you are trying to work. So you set a goal to clear the clutter on your desk once a week. Maybe you spend too much time on social media, which can be a waste of precious hours. So you decide to reduce your time on social media by 15 minutes a day. Now, these are resolutions that are meaningful and when not overshadowed by guilt carried around from the past three months, you can focus on and set a target. Select a set of measures and list objectives and strategies. Rock solid and fail proof. Now, for the rest of the most common resolutions and why they fail. Lose weight. This one has some of the baggage attached to it, like the number one resolution. If you did not gain weight to begin with, you would not need to set this goal. That brings you back to the first time you needed to set this resolution. You allowed yourself to engage in unhealthy behaviors that caused you to gain weight. And you possibly have set that weight loss resolution more than once. I can guarantee it. Get organized. This likely fails because it is not specific enough. You did not set any target, any objectives or strategies, so you may not even know where to begin, let alone continue. Learn a new skill or hobby. Same as above, not specific enough very vague. What hobby and why? If you're not absolutely passionate about something, that cannot become a hobby just because you set a New Year's resolution. This has to have some solid meaning or purpose. Live life to the fullest. Talking about vague, what does this really mean anyway? I don't mean to downplay this statement, but it is thrown around so much without any meaning attached to it. What is life to the fullest for you? It may be very different for me. You have to first determine what makes your life full. After you determine that, all you have to do is to protect that. Next one is save money and spend less money. Vague and without specific measures. But first, you must determine where are you spending money that is not necessary. Then you can specifically reduce spending by that set amount of dollars. Next is quit smoking. 
very good goal, but this must come with a serious purpose attached to it because smoking is a very addictive behavior. If you smoke, you know it is bad for you, but that is obviously not enough. So if you have tried to quit before and failed, it is because your purpose must be bigger than yourself. Most smokers do not really care that much about themselves, and the addiction is a lot stronger than the concern for their health. But if you gave them something bigger, stronger, more important, they may have a better success rate. This could be their loved ones, their kids, or simply people around them who are indirectly affected by their smoking or even their job. And finally, spend more time with family and friends. Common resolution, but very non-specific and extremely loosey-goosey. How about specifying which family and which friends? Are you really prepared to spend more time with all your family and all your friends? Let me tell you something about me. I have thought about this before, but in reality, there are very few people I would like to dedicate more time to. Don't take me wrong. I'm not saying that I don't love my family or friends, but in reality, there is only so much time in a given day and so many days in a year. I have to recognize the limitations and barriers that I face when I set this goal. Can I really, within reason, spend more time with many people on my list? Would this really have a positive impact on any of us involved? Given that I cannot travel far or much, is this even an achievable goal given that most, almost all my family is at least 3,000 miles away? Most importantly, do they want to spend more time with me? I don't mean to sound insensitive, but if you set this as a goal, you really need to be a lot more specific and reasonable with it. Whose presence do you really value in your life? And is this a two-way road? In other words, does this person feel the same way about spending more time with you? This is real. I personally have people in my blood family that would really want to spend more time with me, but I personally find their presence toxic and painful to me. So how would that work if that was their resolution, but not mine? So make this resolution really meaningful and do it like you mean it. Don't just say spend time with family and friends. So now we can clearly see why most people give up on their resolutions in eight weeks or less. You are trying to break old habits without really thinking about a better, more sustainable habit to replace it with. Also, breaking bad behavior means you need to avoid that behavior long enough so that your brain and your body has a chance to reprogram the good behavior replacement. You must forget about that bad behavior for good. And in the future, if you have a recall, it is only going to trigger bad memories about that bad behavior and why you replace that to begin with. It has to be strong enough to pull you in the right direction. You must want it so badly that nothing else measures up. No expectations so this, to the standards you set. So no days off, no breaks, no excuses. You have to think about the new habit 
as a part of your body that you absolutely need to have in order to be alive. Say your heart. Say this is an attachment to your heart or your kidney. You have to not be able to imagine your life without it. There has to be a strong sense of purpose in it. Without purpose, there's no reason to continue anything. You have to define targets, short, medium, and long-term milestones. Otherwise, you are shooting in the dark. You have to find ways to celebrate small successes with rewards that are not detrimental to your goal or success. For example, if you wanted to lose 10 pounds in the first three months of the year, and if you succeed, you cannot celebrate that with a piece of cake. But you must celebrate with something that will reinforce your success, like a new pair of pants that you could not fit into before. This is a reward not a punishment. Finally, no cheating on your own resolution. Not once, not one day, not ever. Harsh? Maybe. But if you want to keep that resolution, you have to stick to it 100% every day, every week, and eventually every year. I would like to end this by sharing my resolutions with you. So last year, my resolution was, yes, this is true, to floss my teeth at least six nights a week. I am proud to say that I have succeeded. A minor resolution maybe, but I needed to make that improvement in my area, in my life, because I was slacking on that. This year, I have made it my resolution to make a positive impact in the lives of people who need help by helping one person each week with something they need help with and maybe they cannot afford. This could be a health advice. This could be an exercise tip. How to use an Excel or prepare PowerPoint presentation because I'm a nerd, remember? Or anything that I can do to help. One person each week and I will track that. Doesn't have to be big. It could be something very small, but I need to do that. I need to make that happen. I also want to make a bigger impact on the health of the population on a more global level. The best way I know how is to teach about health to those who are interested. I would like to offer what I like to call an open health forum online, open to anyone who would like to join. I will start with popular topics that I know people are interested in. Then I will open up the forum for you to bring up other topics. I will do my best to cover that topic in a future forum. Teaching about health is truly one of my biggest passions in life. I really believe that with compassionate, honest, and caring teaching, everyone will succeed in making healthier, better choices for themselves, their loved ones, their community, and our population as a whole. Because your health and your health alone matters to you, but it also matters to those around you, and it does, it 
absolutely does make an impact on your community, the health of your community, the health of our population, our human species, and our health as a whole. So stay tuned for dates for my open health forum and send me your thoughts ahead of time. I can't wait to know what is important to you. Reach me at contact at drlolly.com, which is the best way to reach me with email. Or you can message me on Facebook, Dr. Lolly PhD. Until then, to your health and happiness and a happy, healthy 2021 to you all.